podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, folks. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. I forgot I was hosting there for a second. <laughs> Welcome to the Rangers Rabble Friday night podcast. Big podcast for us tonight. Big podcast for you tonight. Tonight, start of the season tomorrow. Big kickoff away to Kilmarnock. Uh, got a few things to talk about. Got a few things to get through, but I'm joined by Robert, Lewis and Mark. Gents, how are you? Oh, champion. Uh, really looking forward to it. It's like Christmas Eve without the presents. Um, I can't wait for it. I hope you're uh, hope you're feeling champagne come me. Lewis, you all good? I mean, I'm good. Good buzzing for the morrow, man. Can't wait for the season to start. That pre-season was just as it was a toil that. So good to get the, the real stuff back. It's not the same, is it? No, man. It's just not the same. Mark, how are you? I'm not too shabby. I'm not too shabby at all. Looking forward to the new season. The uh, football is back. Um, life is good. Just kind of complain when the football's back. Lewis was right. That preseason is just not the same. Uh, it's just it's it's uh, it's not the same. So we're going to get fired right in. Uh, Lewis, I'm going to come to you first. We've, I know we've spoke about it a lot in, uh, in other shows, but we'll come to Sifuentes, who finally uh, got over the line yesterday and became a Rangers player. Um, thoughts on thoughts on Sifuentes. What what can we expect for this guy? Is he going to be the the player and, and the final piece to the midfield puzzle that we think we've been looking for? Listen, mate, you could never came to a, a more perfect person for this topic because I've been singing this guy's praises for the last three months now. Um, I thought I was going to end up with egg in my face that he wasn't going to sign, but it's actually happened. And in terms of the player profile, I mean, he's he's near enough a perfect midfielder. I think the only thing he, he kind of struggles with, I was listening to a, a, an MLS expert on another podcast and just detailing him a bit, but I think the only thing he's missing for his game is a bit of vision. Uh, you know that that final ball, but physically he's very gifted. He's he's actually quite a tidy passer in terms of keeping the ball. He's a good dribbler. He's got a wee bit of skill, and he's not afraid to put himself about. So you know that worry that we had with Tillman at the start, for example, with the lack of physicality. You're not going to get that with Sifuentes, and I think he's got the quality to back it up as well. You know he's had two very very good seasons. Well, he actually finished second bottom and then finished champion, which is one of the strangest stats I've ever heard. Um, double goal involvements for both seasons and even this year I think he's contributed a goal involvement every three games despite not really starting as much as, as he maybe has been in the past so I'm just I'm absolutely buzzing and Michael Beale said that he's available tomorrow so I'm hoping that we'll, we'll get to see him and maybe even he might start so buzzing to see him finally through the door Sorry I'm on mute I'm Dana Martin uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him, we've heard so much about him in the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I think it's going to be he's going to be brilliant to see. Um, he's, you know, the, the American leagues some, seen some comments about Sands came from America, which is fair enough. But the, the MLS isn't the, the donkey league that it was maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's a good standard of football now. So, we, you know, we're getting a good player for a good league um, that's played at a decent level. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he's going to kick on for us and, and sort of be that final piece in the midfield puzzle. Um, Larry, welcome everybody in the comments. Um, get your comments in, get your questions in. We'll get as many as we can up. Having a wee bit of technical issue just now with the comments, uh, but we're working on that um, and we'll get them up um, as the show goes on. We'll get your comments and questions in. But I want to know what your predictions are. What's your Rangers predictions? Who's going to be our top goal scorer? No point asking you what we're going to win because we're going to win everything. Uh, but who's going to be our top goal scorer? Who's going to be our standout player? Um, who's going to have a big season for us that maybe a lot of people won't expect to have a big season for us? But let's see your any football predictions for the season. Who's going to get relegated? Who's going to win the EPL? Who's going to win the league up? Anything, any football predictions at all, we want to know them. Um, we want to hear them. We want to see them. And we'll maybe talk about them and laugh at them. Let's see how bad some of them are. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago on a podcast sitting saying Scott Wright was going to have a massive season for us. I was convinced Scott Wright that was going to be his standout year for us. And I was right, he scored two goals in the Scottish Cup final that season. So, you know, it doesn't matter how well they are, some of them, some of them are right. Mark, I'll call you, come to you then. We're just on that. Who's going to be the standout player for us this season? 
I think there's going to be a couple. I think there's going to be a, a dark horse as well. Um, standout players, I think, this season. Uh, this is one of these ones that's going to be clipped and, and played back to, isn't it? Um, I, I, we don't get that all the time. But, yeah, for me, I think probably Danilo. Looking at Danilo, um, we spent a lot of money on this boy. Um, a lot of faith in Michael Beal bringing this boy in. Um, he seems to have pretty much everything that we're looking for in a goal scorer. Uh, I think that he is going to be a standout this season. I really do. I'm really, really excited about him. And I'm also very, very excited about, about uh, Cifuentes as well. I think that, um, like you said, he is the missing uh, piece of the jigsaw for our, um, our midfield puzzle. I think we've been crying out for a, a proper box-to-box midfielder for a long, long time. And I think that this is exactly what we're going to get from uh, from this young lad. So, I'm really, really excited to to see what he can bring to this team. Um, for me, notable uh, mention, our honourable mention, would be, and I think the dark horse is Dowles. I think Dowles going to be a, a dark horse. I think that he is going to be a smashing player. From what I've seen of him, um, he's kind of a he's kind of a different from what I expected. What I expected was um, was somebody that wasn't really willing to do the hard graft. Was somebody that was was quite kind of um, as a number 10 rather than somebody that gets their sleeves up um, and gets in about it. Although I think technically he's very, very gifted by looking at him. Um, but what a big unit. I mean, he's 6-1, 6-2, gets about a pitch, no scared of a tackle, um, always looks forward to a pass as well. So for me, I think he's going to be the dark horse this year. I think that um, he has really, really impressed me. Um, and I think I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to... Um, Sit up and take notice. I think uh, of this boy. Um, does he start tomorrow? I'm sure we'll we'll go we'll we'll cover that uh, later in the later in the game. But for me, I think a few of the new boys. I think as well. I mean, we could be here all day. Lammers as well. I think Lammers is going to be a, an exceptional player for us this season. Uh, I think he. I think he spoke bef- as he come in. I think in his in his um, in his uh, interviews that that he was kind of a looking for a home. Um, and for me, I think he's found his home. He, he's had a, he's had a start of a season, a full pre-season with a squad as well. So I'm very, very excited that, as I said, I could I could speak all day about who I think is going to be good. Um, and I'll caveat everything I've said with the fact that these boys are just in the door. So I think that we need to give these boys a chance. Um, they will need to gel and they will need to knit together. I know we're, uh, we're getting excited in the crest of a wave and stuff with been brilliant over this uh, this preseason, bringing uh, bringing people in. But I think we need to be a wee bit patient. But let's get carried away as well. I mean, let's get let's start a new season. Why not? Yeah, Rich Kirk saying that he thinks the goals are going to be spread across four or five players in the final third. Uh, Daniello, hope he's not judged too harshly in goals. I think he's more of a support striker. Um, I, I was going to mention Sam Lammers for that very same thing, Robert. Um, he's probably been one of our standout players in pre-season. It's difficult to judge in pre-season, isn't it? But, um, Sam Lammers, I don't expect him to be the top goal scorer because I don't necessarily think that's the biggest part of his game. Just based on pre-season, how massive is he going to be for us this season? Listen, he's, he's certainly caught the eye, hasn't he? Uh, he seems to be getting a lot of praise uh, for supporters. I think initially when he was linked, these numbers didn't weren't getting people off his seat. I remember being on a Pod with Young Lewis there, and we're both sitting in agreement that is this the right signing for the club? But he's, he's, he's dispelled that straight away. Um, <clears throat> really neat feet, um, goes forward with a bit of purpose. Is he going to get you 20 30 goals a season? That's yet to be seen. Um, I think the thing for me is you really want them all to hit the ground running. I know it's not possible. You, you need somebody to take the mantle, whether that's going to be Dessers, Danilo. Um, I doubt it's going to be Sima. I've got to be honest. Um, but you really need somebody to step up and take the mantle and, and, and sort of go forward and get the 25, 30 goals. Um, in terms of standouts, I think Cifuentes, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on his shoulders already, but he's coming in off the back of a, a season where he's all up and running, so he shouldn't take too much in terms of bedding in. Um, he looks like an absolute animal in terms of you know stature. Uh, and you look at the goals that he scores, sort of Lampard-esque on the edge of the box and getting onto the ball. So I'm really excited with him. I, much like Lewis, I heard the, the, the MLS expert chatting about this guy and, and sort of saying that LAFC had hoped he would have signed a new deal and went for $8 million, $8 million to like a, a mid-table Premier League club. So there's, 
certainly, you know, if, if he can come in and, and do what we hope he can do, there's, there's massive resale value on this guy as well. So I think we've done really well to get him. Um, I heard Michael Beal say he'd been tracking him since his early days in Ecuador, which you've, you've got to buy into because Michael Beal's a student of the game. He's been in South America as well. Um, and you just feel that, you know, everything that Michael Beal's saying at the minute is just hitting the spot. I listened to his interview earlier today. I don't know if we're going to come on to it, but everything he said, I was like, I'm bought, I bought into it, like proper bought into it. What he's saying about um, the, the budget and the, how it's not going to affect the wage structure and the players we're going to bring in are going to offset the players that go out. And it's just great to hear. I think the call's been ran really well at the moment, a great position. Uh, and hopefully we can go forward now and start winning some silverware. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's, it's getting the silverware. Um, I mentioned on the pod the other night that I think uh, the first trophy of the season, League Cup, is going to be massive for us. It always was. Was for Rangers winning the League Cup. Um, I want to get that in, and uh, <laughs> I want to get that in, and I want to. You know, I think that'll be a great building block for us. Um, just there's a couple of comments here regarding Alec Lowry, um, Lewis Lowry away to Hearts, one year loan deal by the looks of it. Um, do you think that's a good move for him? It's certainly a good move for Hearts. Uh, it's funny because a couple of months ago we were, we were talking about Alex Lowry, I think just after the, the season finished, about what his future would be. And I actually said, I don't think it's possible, but the perfect scenario for him would be to go and loan to Hearts or an Aberdeen. You know, somebody that, unlike the rest of the dross in this league, actually plays a wee bit of progressive style of football and will suit him. Um, I don't think he's obviously not going to suit like a Livingston or a St Johnston by a low block. I think he needs, needs a bit of creative freedom and Hearts is a team that's going to be fighting for third again this year, I think. So if he can, you know, wiggle his way into that starting 11, that, that, that gives him a massive, massive boost for coming back next year. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think he was going to get many minutes. You know, it's, it's a position that is very, very well stacked this year. Um, it just felt like we were signing number 10s left, right and centre. I think we had like 10 at one point. So it was looking um, very unlikely he was going to get minutes. And like I said, Hearts is probably one of the best options he could have went for. I think even Hearts is a better option than like a League One in England. Um European football as well. I think I, I, I think this is a brilliant move for Alex, and I really, really hope he's successful. Yeah, absolutely. I, t- I totally agree. I think it's a great move for him. Um, he's, uh, he's he's going to get first team football there. He, it's going to be a chance. It's it's going to get first team football. He's going to get first team football t- towards um, the higher end of the league table um, for a club that's going to be up there challenging for the European place. He's probably challenging um, for second and third place come the end of the season. Um, so you know they're you know they're they're going to be well up there. Lowry will be a big part of that. He can show us exactly what he's capable of. Um, you know exactly what he's capable of uh, in this league domestically consistently. And for me, he just wasn't getting that at Rangers, and he'll, and he'll be able to come back and he could potentially use that to um, to become a massive part of your squad going forward for years years and years to come. And then it's up to it's up to us to give him the European platform because yeah, we'll get European football at Hearts this season. Um, but he's not going to get it on the same platform that will get it at Rangers consistently year in year out. So that's you know that's it's a really good move for him. I'm really pleased for him, and I hope he goes and smashes it. And as I say, you know, good luck to him, and maybe he'll, maybe he'll finish second in the league, um, somewhere behind Rangers, obviously. Um, talking about players, just in general, Mark, the European squad came out today, was announced today. Um, Quite a lot of talking points, quite a, quite a few talking points, quite a few players left out. Um, let's start with, with some of the players that are left out, Mark. Any surprises for you there that like, say, Lawrence, Roof, Sakala um, and Ben Davies, I believe, just double-checking, yet Ben Davies have been left out of the Euro- European squad? A couple of, couple of ones that were surprising. For me, Roof, I think, was, was a surprise. I think that, um, by all accounts, Roof's back, fat, all-firing, um, I think Roof can bring a lot to this team. Um, I think Lawrence, for obvious reasons, I think he's been out for an awful long time. I think that um, to give him one of these European uh, spaces, I think it's probably a wee bit presumptuous. I think that um, he needs a wee bit more time. So, And, and uh, the, other, the other probably big one, I think, Davies that everybody's jumped on, I think that... Um, I think that after the, the qualifiers, we need to resubmit another European, another European squad as well. So... I think 
everybody's saying, oh, he's away. I think that probably this is a fact that he's he's injured and I think that he'll probably not make the next couple of ties. So I think he's left him out for, for that reason rather than the fact that he's off-ski. Um, but yeah, I think for me, Roof was probably the big one. Um, I thought Matondo definitely would have been left out. Um, other ones coming back from, from injury and stuff like that. But yeah, for me, Roof, I think... A fit roof, as we all know, and we've said this on here a million times, he's a really, really good player. Um, we've all seen it with our own eyes, so that for me was 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 the big one. But it's one of these ones that you you need to kind of you need to kind of balance. We've brought a lot of new strikers in. We've brought a lot, a lot of new faces in. Um, he's not been the most consistent of of uh, players for 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 playing and for minutes. So. I think they've they've kind of weighed that up and said, you know what, if we need to leave somebody, I think Roof's probably the one that needs to get left out in that kind of front uh, front kind of third. So that was a surprise for me. But if you put him in, who do you take out? So I think that I think they've kind of weighed that up, and, and that's why they've came to that decision. Does it, Robert? Does it um, sort of? As uh, <laughs> Mark said, it's it's only the European squad for now. It's not going to be the European squad for the full season. So they're. There's still going to be changes made to it. There'll be, there'll be adaptions, but it certainly gives an early indication to the players who Michael Beale's got in his immediate plans, um, you know, going forward. So does that sort of give Roof an indication of where he is in the pecking order? Well, you can look at it two ways. I think that the omission of Lawrence and Roof is, is quite is quite smart because, as Mark said, you know they have been injured. Um, they probably don't need. You know that sort of um, that load on top of them, game after game after game after game. It's probably better to have enough games domestically to to get them back to where they maybe need to be. And especially with Roof, he's in the last year of his contract. We know how how sort of um, pragmatic with injuries he's been in the past. So I don't really see it as a as a massive issue. The one for me is obviously Ben Davies. You can, you know people are saying it's, a, it's, a, it's an indication that it's a hint that he's away. Um, others are saying he's. You know, the man just alluded to earlier on in his press conference that he's got a, a slight issue. Um, and then Sakala and Kamara, by all, by all um, intention purposes, are halfway down the road anyway. So they're going to be out the door. And then we want, I think the majority of us want rid of Rabbi Matondo as well. So um, the only one for me was that's actually in the squad was, was interesting was, was Scott Wright. Now, Mark says there, obviously, we can rejig uh, after the qualifiers. And it's maybe the, the case that. Scott's not going to go to Turkey. Um, I think that maybe he is hoping that before the window closes, a championship club comes in. I know he was linked to Preston some months ago. So that, that one could be interesting to watch. And then you're thinking, is there any other players in that squad that you think bids could come in for? I think Hadji possibly, just depending on, you know, again, how, how long the window goes, uh, how deep into the window that, that carries on, and maybe Lundstrom. But um, I think the squad that, that's been picked is is, is is what I'd expect. Um, I don't see any any glaring omissions, and I think, you know, it's pretty much what we're going to have to have to go with. You're just hoping that uh, that, that the defence can, you know, the key players can stay fit. All You know, you're looking at all of them, and all of them have a slight injury concerns, apart from maybe Tavernier. The rest of those guys in that sort of... Seven uh, have all shown us that they, they you know, they, they carry injuries. So that's the that's the the concern that we spoke about. Is another defender going to come in? The Panzo links don't go away. Um, are we going to spend some money on someone else left field? Who knows? But at the moment, that's what we're going with, uh, and we'll soon find out Wednesday night um, if it's going to pay off. Yeah, it's, I'm just flicking through the squad there again. Um, you know, Red Van's another one that you, you took. You spoke about bits coming in for players. Redvan's another one. We know he's attracting interest. Um, you know, so, so he's another one that you know if he if he was to move on, let's hope he doesn't. Eh? Nobody wants to see him go. I don't think um, that he uh, he could potentially you know get replaced at some point as well. Lewis, the the European squad again. We're, we're still looking at that. Um, it doesn't look a bit thin defensively, particularly in the centre back positions. Um, I I think. That... It does on the face of it just now, but I think um, that there's reasons for some of the omissions in that area. The the pitch, you know, Ben Davies is actually injured. You know, Michael Will said in his press conference that he's got an issue, and I don't think he would be that vague if, if Ben Davies was away talking to a, a club, for example, because he's been very open about Sakala and Kamara. So I don't see why that would be any difference there. So that's an explanation for Ben Davies. I think Leon King 
is a similar situation to Tom Lawrence and Kamar Roof. He's um, just very, very new, newly back for an injury, so that probably explains that. And I think he will probably be in for selection in the next round if we do proceed. Um, so I think there's an ex- seeing. I think there's an explanation for every single omission, bar maybe Kamar Roof. I, I still, even at thirty percent fitness, would rather Kamar Roof than Scott Wright, especially when Scott Wright's been talking to clubs actively and been left out of certain pre-season games, why has he been put in the squad? Kamar Roof has actually played in pre-season and he's a far superior footballer. We know his legs are made, made of biscuits, but you just need to pray and hope that they're not going to crack this season. Everybody else, you know, John McLaughlin, at this stage in his career, he needs to just be released because he can't be fourth-choice goalkeeper. Ben Davies is injured, as I said. Leon King coming back for fitness. Adam Devine has to be loaned out. Glenn Kamara has been sold. Rabbi Matondo, I would personally loan Rabbi Matondo, I think that's the best case scenario because if he goes and has a, a decent loan spell, it enhances his, his value and I don't think we're going to even break even. So I think that's the best case scenario there. Tom Lawrence, like we spoke about, coming back for injury. Sakala has to be sold and the only one that baffles me is Kamar Roof. As I said, he has to be in that squad there, Scott Wright. That is a, a glaring omission, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I was surprised to see Scott Wright's name. Um, actually, when I was briefly looking at the, at the group chat when I was coming out of work and when I, I seen people talking about Wright um, and, and joking about Wright, I, I, I genuinely thought that's what it was. I thought it was just jokes. Um, but it's, uh, I, I don't think that's... Uh, it's, it's a strange move. It's, it's, like, it's almost like... It's, it would almost be similar to you know leaving out Lundstrom and putting Kamara in. Um, it's, it's not something that's featured in pre-season. It's not something that's particularly been training. Um a lot with the squad. Scott Wright's obviously been training with the squad, but he's also been away to Turkey for a wee while. Um, so it seemed really, really odd for me to, to sort of bring him in. But um, I know people are saying for the Scottish quota as well, but you know, there's there's other ways around that as well with the, um, you know, a lot of the young players that we've got now as well. So just, just a little bit strange, but um, you know, Michael Beale might see this as an opportunity to put Scott Wright out in the market. If the Turkey move is not going ahead, it might give him the chance to give him some minutes and um, get his fitness up a little bit and, and see what other clubs are going to be interested in him. Um, Mark, some of the players that we, uh, we've mentioned that aren't in the squad that look like they're going to be leaving, um, Glenn Kamara, Sikala, um, just to name two, would you expect deals to be completely finalised for these guys in the next couple of days? You would like to think so. I mean, I think especially the Kamara one's been dragging on a wee bit. Um, there's been there's been talk of of him moving on for best part of a month. Um, I don't think him training himself is doing him any any good and doing him any favours. I think that um, possibly he might be getting to the stage where he's uh, he's aging. We'll be getting we'll be getting a flying ear. Um, I think that he needs to move for his own sake. I think um, I think he. he it's a strange one. It really is a strange one because, as I said, he's a good player. We know how good the boy is um, or can be. I don't understand why. There's meant to be five different clubs involved, uh, actively actively involved in looking at him, actively talking to him. So I can't understand why this boy's not been snapped up. I mean, obviously, we, we've took our time with the likes of Dessers, took a bit of time. and But I think the club's willing to sell. I think the player wants to go. Um, I can't understand why there's no a deal to be done somewhere. Um, finish international, really good player on his day, can can enhance most most teams all over Europe. So uh, it's a strange one for me, very very strange. Um, Sakala, I think Sakala's pretty much a done deal. I think that um, he's been he, one of the ones that just somebody's put an arm around him and kind of walked him to the door. Uh, look, Sakala, and uh, if you really like this team, you. You maybe need to go and have a look at it, and uh, very good for your family. You know, one of those ones is a, is a kind of walk them out the door. But um, good luck to Sakala and, and good luck to Kamara, as I said. But I think that these deals should be done, as you said, in the next couple of days, surely. Yeah, and you know that that will that will obviously bring in some money. It'll, you know, if reports are to be believed, it would bring in excess eight million pound plus free up wages, um, and that's probably where we're going to be looking to. You know, we're talking about the recruitment and defence. You know, we've not recruited a lot of defenders. We need to recruit defenders. We can see that sitting here. Surely Bill and the coaching staff can see that every day um, in training. So hopefully that's that's what we're thinking, that that kind of money is going to come in and 
free up a bit of cash to uh, to um, you know get that ball moving. Robert, would you think that's that's the case? Do you think we're holding off? Do you think we're holding off to see if we need to sign defenders? You know, the first couple of games of the season will tell us a lot of stories. But listen, the, the manager will know, you know, what his plans are in terms of recruitment. I think is as, as it was mentioned on the the Rabble Extra last night. If we if we do get in the money for Kamara and Sakala, <clears throat> add that into the the money you get for getting through this round, I believe, which is somewhere around five million pounds or euros, you're almost at a breaking even on what you've spent on on that front line. So there would then be money to spend. I think the manager said again in his press conference today there'd be money to spend if he needs another player. So. Again, we just keep getting we've been linked to the boy Trusty. It looks like he's I don't know if did he sign for Sheffield United. I, I don't know if that went through or not, but that looks dead in the water. I don't think it's done yet. Aye, so you don't think it's done yet. So the the Panzo the Panzo one sort of had a bit of momentum and then sort of petered out a bit. So you just we're not getting linked to any defenders at the moment, which is was strange, especially if if you know we do look light in that area and um, we're carrying players as I say that are susceptible to injury. And then you've got the, the links to, to set players in that position, maybe moving away as well. So um, I think you know it's not going to happen between now and tomorrow. So or, or indeed between now and Wednesday. So we've got what we've got. We're going to have to just a soldier on through. Connor Goldson, I don't know how fit he is. I believe that open training session might have been his first session, um, a pre-season with, with the group. So it's, are you going to really throw him in and Wednesday night in a in a big game, having only maybe a couple of training sessions under his belt? I, I don't think so. But he might that might his, his hand might be forced, Michael Bull, with, with you know with whoever comes out the other end of ninety minutes tomorrow on that Astra tough. Because as you know, again that that's not a surface that's conducive to guys that again are, are you know are susceptible to injury. So a lot of factors come into it, Alan. Um, I'm just hoping we can get three points tomorrow, come through unscathed, and then we've got a, a massive, massive game Wednesday night. Yeah, so. I've just seen there that the trustee has a done deal. Uh, Sheffield United announced him last night. So, um, yeah, so that one, that one is done. It'll probably be, um, I don't know if we're still focusing our attentions on Panzo or not. He's not a player that I know a great deal about, to be honest with you. Um, not on a team that I pay much attention to. So, um, don't know much about him, but I'm sure we'll, we'll uh, focus our attentions elsewhere if we need to. Folks, uh, thank you for all your comments. Keep them coming in. Um, we are going to try and get as many up as possible. We're having a wee bit of an issue at the start, but um, we're going to get as many up as possible. Keep your predictions coming in for the season, your Rangers predictions, your non-Rangers predictions, anything to do with football, get them in, let us know what they are. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Rangers Loyalist, he's became a member of the night. Big thank you for that, Rangers Loyalist. Really appreciate the support. We would be here if it wasn't for all of you tuning in, all of you liking and subscribing. Um, and if you really like what you see and what you hear for the Rangers Rabble, Head on over to Patreon as well, where you've got loads and loads more content. And there's information there about all the membership tiers um, that you can be a part of in the Rangers Rabble community. Um, and the perks and bonuses that come with that, but the biggest perk and bonus is that you get to spend a lot more time with people like us, and you get to see your nice, handsome faces on a regular basis where we get to talk about the thing that we all love, uh, Rangers. Mark, when I said handsome, I wasn't talking about you, sorry. Of course you will. Of course you will. Don't be silly. Don't be silly, you. Come on. Right. So, something's happening the morning. The morning, Lewis. We've, we've briefly mentioned it, but finally, finally, the fit was back. No preseason. The real fit bot is back. Kilmarnock away. The plastic pitch, which we've spoke about to death on numerous podcasts when it comes to Kilmarnock and Livingston and any, anywhere that's got a plastic pitch. Um, but. How much a challenge do you think Kilmarnock are going to present to us in the first day of the season? Whilst I say that, there's a couple of, couple of games that uh, stick out of my mind that we've played Kilmarnock in recent years that have proved really challenging. We played them a couple of years ago, first day of the season as well. I remember Connor Goldson, uh, last minute header. So how much a challenge is, you know, are they going to present and how much are we going to learn about ourselves tomorrow? I definitely think that it's, it's on the, the harder end, it, uh, some of the fixtures we could have got. Um, I mean, I'm on the camp that it's absolutely disgusting they're allowed to even have that, that pitch in a top flight league. But, you know, you don't get listened to for the SFA. So we'll move on for that. It's definitely a difficult difficult um, venue to go to. And I think it's a difficult team to play against because they will just sit and, and defend for their lives. So this is a massive test for for the new boys. And it, it'll be a quintessential experience of being a Rangers player. So you go from... You know, having thirty shots and maybe one and one nil at Rugby Park to then going and playing 
in front of 50,000 at Ibrox um, in a European night. So it'll give these boys a bit of character and, and see what they're made of. I think after that pre-season, we deserve a big performance. Um, it's worrying. It's worrying because I still don't think there's a, there's a bona fide style. But you never know. It might just all come together tomorrow and we'll bear the fruits of what Michael Beale has been working on since um, he came in the door. And I just I would like to see some of the new guys start to perform in a, a competitive sense. Um, and I, I just as many goals as possible would be good. Get as, as prepared as possible as well for, for Wednesday night. Mark, this is what we've been wanting for a couple of seasons now. It's, something, it's a complaint that we've had that we're, we're not burying teams, we're not putting teams away early, um, that we're dragging games out and we're, and we're, you know, we're, we're still fighting in games, going late into them. With the signings that we've made, Bill's clearly got an attacking philosophy in mind. Lewis tinted and mentioned there that you know there's, we're still struggling to see that style going forward. We don't know what that's looking like yet, but it's still early days for Bill because you know he's building a new team. Um, but is, it, is this something we can expect? Are, are we going to be playing it? Are we going to be in a position where we're going to be looking to put two or three pass teams early on in the game and get it done and dusted and put it to bed? Well, I would hope so. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. But um, I think that it's not, it's, not going to be, it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy. I think, as I kind of alluded to earlier, that um, a, lot of these, a lot of these boys are having to, to, to kind of gel together. Um, I think that Kilmarnock on AstroTurf is going to be a bit of culture shock for some of them. I think some of them likes a playing in Serie A and uh, uh, Holland, and they're going to come here. And what is going on? Why are we playing? Why are we playing in AstroTurf? Uh, quarter past five on a on a Saturday night. What's what's happening here? Um, I think as well. I think a culture shock over the style of football that Kilmarnock will play. I don't think that um, any of them will really have come up against. Anything so defensive. Because um, let's face it, they're not going to come and attack us. They're going to sit in and try and get a draw. Uh, I mean, we all know that off the bat. Um, Michael Beale's philosophy, I think, I mean, you look at the players he's brought in, he's, he's not, he's hardly, hardly even looked at the defence. He's just bought, he's just bought strikers and attackers. So <laughs> that tells its own tale. Um, it's definitely going to be a, an attacking philosophy. Um, yeah. I just hope that, uh, that, um, a few of these, few of these new boys have good games and um, maybe bag a goal or two. I think that um, if we get off off the mark early, I think we could score a lot of goals. I think um, as soon as as soon as these boys settle in, I think that we we will be looking to take two or three off most teams. Um, but as I said, caveat that as I've said earlier, I don't think it's going to be easy, and I think these these boys are all going to need to gel together. Brought in an awful lot of players, um, although good players, and are technically a lot better than I think we've already had. So, for me, it should be easier for them to gel. But still, I think there's going to be a, a period where um, that, that they're going to need to take to, to get to know each other's runs and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't think fitness is is going to be an issue, and I'd like to think that that I mean. Um, Beal kind of alluded to the fact that pre-season games, they were making sure they were going in with tired legs. I think so. They were deliberately um, deliberately giving them double sessions before games and stuff like that, which is, is probably not conducive to, to playing good football. Um, and, I think, and I'm hoping that they've, they've, took, took, uh, they've, they've eased off the, the throttle a wee bit the, this week in training so that they can, they're ready to hit the ground running and um, they're going to run over the top of Kilmarnock. So, I think I think we're all kind of really, really interested in what's going to happen, how we're going to look, how we're going to play, how we're going to set up. I think it's going to be quite fascinating, um, but I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's not going to be easy. We know these teams set up in a way they're so defensive against the uh, against Rangers. Um, and, and you know that's up to us. That's up to Michael Beale to find a way to, to pick these locks, if you like, to, to find a way through these defences and break them down. Um, but I'm going to make a prediction for the season. My prediction, Robert, is going to be that we're going to hear the words, three greatest words in the English language, penalty to Rangers, a lot more this season. Um, and that's because of the physicality of our attack. When we're playing through these teams, as we're going to have to do to break a lot of them down, particularly away from home, um, when, you know, when they'll sit compact. When we're playing through them, the only way that 
some of these defences are going to be able to try and stop um, such physical players is by going in hard, and that's going to give the referees a decision to make. Um, do you think that's been been in Beale's mind and uh, with the recruitment as well, bringing in a more physical attacking options than what we've maybe had previously? Because you know you could argue that Morelos was physical, but he was physical in all the wrong ways um, compared to some of the players that we've now brought in. Uh, short answer: No, I don't. I don't. I think Michael Beale's brought these guys into play a system that he sees that they're going to fit into. Um, I think that it, I'm, I'm really hoping that we need to start moving this ball quicker um, than I've seen in pre-season. Um, you know, I just, it really frustrates me when, when the ball has been played slow with the talent we've got. You should be able to move it really quick and destroy teams easy and, and, and dispatch them, you know, on the other mark and then bring the other players on that we can utilise this these five subs. But to go into Rugby Park, it is a difficult first game of the season. I, I am a wee bit of trepidation getting into it because you don't know what the, the new guys are going to um, sort of expect when they, when they step up the Astro as well. Uh, Kilmarnock have been tipped for a lot of guys as sort of a, a dark horse for top six. Um, I don't know an awful lot about uh, the side. I know they've got, uh, is it Beginus Cameron up front? He's a bit, a bit of a unit. And the, the boy Danny Armstrong, when I've seen him, always looks a bit of a player. So um, if he's going to be attacking Bomber Barisic, all game, it could be a, a long afternoon. We've just got to go there and hopefully impose ourselves. I, I saw a comment earlier on about Todd Cantwell. I've not been overly impressed with Todd Cantwell in pre-season. I don't know if he's been trying too hard or he's been playing too deep, um, but I just don't think he's been, you know, the, the heights that we saw towards the back end of the season. So I'm hope, hoping that, that Todd can focus on his game a bit more and, and no trying to sort of endear himself with the range of support because he's already there now. So, I think Cantwell will probably start tomorrow. I think Kieran Dill will start. I don't think Sifuentes will start. I think he, we might see him off the bench. Um, just hearing what the manager said earlier on as well, I, I don't think Danilo will start either. I think he might come off the bench. So I would maybe say it would be Dessers and, and, and Lammers uh, with A and other up front. So um, interesting to see Cyril Dessers, you know, in, in, a, in a sort of a more competitive setting. I, I'm hoping that he can be Mirellis on another level. He's got the attributes, the physicality, and um, the goals I've seen him score have been of a, a high quality as well. So it's just who's going to settle quick, quickest and, and, and get the, the ball in the back of the net. I'm not expecting us to go there tomorrow and win 5 nothing. I think the first set of three, four games are going to be just about getting the result more than the performance. The performance is going to have to come um, through, obviously, um, just playing together. So it's an interesting one tomorrow. I just, I'll just be delighted if we get to full time and we won the match. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen uh, Scott Stephen making the comment there, three points and up the road, no injuries, that's all that matters. He's absolutely spot on. Um, all that matters in any game is, is you know, the win, the three points, or, you know, advancing in a cup, cup competition, that's all that matters. You know, there's a saying in golf, there's no pictures on a, sto- on a scorecard. Um, you know, when you're sitting at the end of the season and you've been successful, you don't look back and go, I wish we performed, I wish we played better in that 1-0 win against Kilmarnock at the start of the season. You know, you don't think that. It's difficult to watch at the time. You know, you might think you're going to pass it at the time sometimes when you're watching it, but all that matters is the result. And I, I'm the same as you, Robert. I think I think the performances are, are going to come together as, these, as the team gel, as they get to know each other, as they work together. Um, but the, the starting point for any successful team has to be getting the results first and let's worry about making it look pretty um, later on. Um, and of course, you know, it's a chance for us to see all these new players loose in competitive football. It's a chance for Beal to see them and, and, you know, with the five substitutes still in place as well. Um, a chance for, you know, maybe a little bit of rotation as the game goes on. We've obviously got a massive game on Wednesday night. Um, let's not forget about that first uh, European game of the season. Um, home tie against Servette. Um, so, would you expect? Would you? Would you expect Bill to be going into this game um, with pre-planned substitutions, or um, with being the first game? Is it very much going to be a case of reactive what's going on in front of him uh, as it's going on? Because it, first game, first, we know what the first day of the season's like. It is a bit unpredictable. It might not always go to plan. A lot of managers won't admit it, and they'll say that that old adage you take one game at a time. But I do think Michael Beale will have have one eye on that that fixture on Wednesday definitely, because I think you lose that, it's massive pressure. So is losing against Kilmarnock. So I I don't know to be honest that it, it could be either or. Um, I'm hoping that he does have some sort of plan in place where 
with bringing in, like if Danilo doesn't start or Sofuentes doesn't start, I'd like to see them maybe get a second half if we're one or two in a lob. Um, get them a bit prepared for Wednesday. You know, in terms of like the, the starting 11, I mean, it's the only the only thing that could maybe worry me is I think everybody else in the panel would agree is Bolabarisic at left back. And I have seen a lot of the comments saying that they could maybe try Sterling there. I think that's a bit risky given that he's, he's again, no long back for injury. Um, and he is a natural right back. I know he's capable of playing at left back, but it's not the easiest thing in the world when it's not your preferred foot. And to fling him into that, that kind of environment and a, a tough away fixture, I, I think that would be a bit risky. So you just hope that Kamalnut just don't target that left side because it's been the weakness throughout pre-season as well. Um, is try and prevent the, the ball from being on the left flank unless it's in an advanced position, to be honest. And I think we should be fine. Scott 5 saying if Bonner plays, we can see tomorrow, no doubt, from his mistake. Um, yeah, he's certainly been um, a bit of a target in pre-season. He's, he's not performed particularly well at the back. Um, but Mark, we, we know what Borna is capable of. When, when Borna's brilliant, he's brilliant. When he's bad, he's bad. Um, do you think we, we just need to give him the chance to come through this uh, through this we, we bad spell he seems to be having and, uh, you know, let him keep his place in the team and he'll come good for us eventually? The CGM says, will Borna be fine? I think, I think, listen, Barisic done the same last season. He had a wee sticky spell and he come back and done okay. Um, I think probably... Um, injuries dictate that he's going to get a wee, a wee run of games so I think us discussing it is probably a bit of a mute point I think that he's going to play I think listen I know the boy's getting stick I know he's not been that great uh, pre-season he's still a creation international he's still a good left back his delivery's outstanding um, alright I think I, I think I agree with the same as you and I agree with a lot of guys that, that, he, that he is a little bit shaky in defence but listen, boy on the right side of the parts equally as shaky in defence as well. Um, for me, I think we've no really got any choice. I think Barisic plays. I think he'll be playing the next couple of games until Yilmaz gets fit. For me, Yilmaz is the uh, is going to be the number one moving forward. I think that um, he's young. He brings a lot more to the game. All right, he's had a couple of bad games, but I mean, listen. I've seen Alan McCoy have a couple of bad games. I've seen I've seen Paul Gascoigne have a couple of bad games. Obviously, I'm not comparing him with these players, but I'm just saying I'm just people have bad games. It's not for me. It's no end of the world, especially in pre-season. I think if he's flinging away goals left, right, and centre, um, and now that the, the real football starts, then that's different. But pre-season, pre-season, and like I said, these boys allegedly were going in there with very, very heavy legs. And I think if you look back at the the, the mistakes that, that both of them have made for goals, I think it looks like tired legs. It looks like heavy legs um, for me. So look, I'm willing to give them a pass. I'm willing to give... For me, football starts tomorrow. Clean slate for everybody. It's what they do from this point on that uh, that I'll start judging players. Um, I think we, we as Rangers fans, there's a bit of hysteria, a bit all of a sudden... Um, all of a sudden... Two, two bad games and, and he's terrible and, and and let's get him bagged and let's get him sold and stuff like that. Let's think about Borna doing well, moving forward, creating chances, flying beautiful balls into that box for the likes of your Dessers, Lammers, um, Dow, all big six-foot-plus guys. So it's ready-made for Borna. So let's look at the positive rather than the negatives. And that could be an absolute dream for for Borna Barisic, having you know having those targets in the box. Uh, I don't know how much width we're going to play with going forward. Um, that might not be Michael Wheel's game. Um, it's certainly not what we've seen in pre-season. But then again, it's difficult to tell what we've seen in pre-season going forward. Um, but yeah, absolutely right. That's uh, you know that's, that's a dream for guys like Borna Barisic having those kind of targets in the box. Um, so yeah, it could be a, a big season for him as well. It could be a big. A few weeks. Um, I'm sure. I personally think he'll come through through this bad patch um, that he's having. And let's not forget the bad patch he's having has been in pre-season. Doesn't matter that much. The most important thing in pre-season is fitness. Um, so obviously we want to win. We, we want to, we want to win every game of football. That's what makes us Rangers. Um, but the most important thing is, is getting the fitness and the legs and um, you know going on for there. So guys, folks in the comment, I want to know what your predictions are for tomorrow. I want to know what your lineups would be for tomorrow. Um, 
you know, we've said that the most important thing is going to be three points and up the road. Um, so with that in mind, I'll make the first prediction. I want 5-0 Rangers. Um, fuck, just getting three points. I want the goals as well. Robert, starting line-up tomorrow. Uh, goalkeeper picks his cell. Aye, listen, it's, um, I think it's buttoned in goal. Then you're looking at a, a back four of Tavernier, uh, Balligan, Suter and Borna Barisic. Uh, I then have a midfield three. I'm going to say Raskin, Dow, Lundstrom and then Cantwell, Dessers and Lammers would be my, my 11. All right, only ask you about the goalkeeper. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, what do you think back four's going to be? Lewis, any changes to Robert's team there? Was, you know, you're going to throw anybody else in? But then that you're thinking this is maybe going to get a game ahead of Jack Butler, maybe? <laughs> anybody? No, I can't hear him. Who did you say for the, the attacking options, Robert? Uh, I went for a, a front three, I can't well, uh, Lammers and, and Dessers. I, I would probably go with that being the, the most likely. Um, I, I would like to see Danilo play, but I don't. I don't think he's going to start. So I, I would probably agree with Robert. Mark, the, the the bit that we could we could debate about the full team because of the fact is we just don't know. Um, but I suppose the bit that's that's going to get the, the biggest amount of questions is who who are we going to start at centre back on? I think um, I think it's Big Soapy and um, Balligan. I think that's your two centre halves tomorrow. Um, I think reason being they're the two fittest we've got. Um, I can't see them flinging Goldson in, um, especially in this pitch. Stranger things have happened, but I can't see it. I can't see that. Um, why would you risk it? Why would you risk it first game of the season? Um, for me, it seems silly. Um, so Big Soapy. I think and um, and Balligan probably were two centre halves, so I think that's pretty much picks itself really at back four. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I, I can't see Goldson getting flung in tomorrow. Um, probably might see him on Wednesday night. Um, you, you know that might be the target to get him back for Wednesday. Night. There's no point debating the left backs and the right backs because we know it's going to be Barisic and Tab if it's anybody else. Um, I'd be very surprised. Jim Sloan, um, thank you for the comment, the super chat. Uh, one more, and the beach lads, no surrender. Uh, thank you very much for that. We really appreciate the support, as always. Um, and remember, folks, if you like talking about Rangers, like listening about Rangers, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, head over to Patreon as well. Your support is what keeps us going. Thank you. Robert, go and talk us through your midfield three. Mainly because you spoke too fast and I couldn't write them down. All oh, right, okay. So the, the midfield three I went for was uh, I think Raskin's first name in the team sheet based on um, you know midfielders during preseason. The boy just looks different gravy. Um, I think you need to pick Lindstrom, uh, and then I, I would put Kieran Dow on next. I was as Mark said early on in the, the podcast tonight. I think he has been impressive. I know he's not been massively effective, but he's shown that he's got a bit of ability about him. He's, he's impressed me because I didn't think he was that kind of player. I thought he was maybe a, more of a luxury player and somebody I saw sort of maybe coming in rotationally, but he looks like he's pushing for a jersey. So that would be my three tomorrow. Um, and listen, you can shoot me down about um, John Lundstrom, but I just feel like he's not going to be the mainstay. It's only going to be because sort of, of circumstance that Sifuentes isn't going to be chucked in for the off. So I think as it comes, I think Raskin um, Sifuentes and, and maybe Cantwell would drop back in or or, or Dowell or, or indeed Hadji, I think McBeal um, had mentioned in pre-season about playing a wee bit deeper so I think that might change but definitely Raskin and, and Sifuentes are going to be the mainstay of this midfield all season. I think that the, the, the season hinges on how um, sort of uh, imposing these two can be in the style of play and being positive getting the ball moving forward rather than side to side we need to start being more on the front foot and playing sort of forward thinking passes so excited by the midfield the guys are all of a good age as well you know we're not carrying any sort of 35 year olds I know Ryan Jack's probably getting on but I don't think we'll see a hell of a lot of Ryan this season unless injuries dictate that so um, but yeah to answer your question, my three is uh, Raskin, Dowell and John Lewis. Lewis, if where it is, do we see him at any point tomorrow or is it too soon? If I can better see him. I've been waiting about three and a half months to see him. 
Um, I think that'll be very circumstantial. I think that'll depend on how the game's gone at the time. If it's, it's no no at 45 minutes, I think it'll be less likely that we'll see Sifuentes and more likely that we'll see the introduction of Danilo. Um, but I hope to God that it's maybe 2 0 at least by half time and we get to see a bit of Sifuentes because, like Robert says, the utopian idea of a midfield duo of Nicholas Raskin and Jose Sifuentes is is, is mouth watering. It's, it's probably of the highest standard that I've ever seen in Rangers. And obviously, I don't have a, a long adage of watching Rangers, but that would be very high up for me. So, eventually, that is the two that I would go with. Um, but I, I hope to God we just see them, at least for like 15 minutes. That's a big comment to make there. That's a big, that's a bold statement. Um, but yeah, it certainly, it, it, um, it probably highlights how important we think these two players are going to be for us. <laughs> how do you lose 12? Uh, <laughs> CGM, uh, no idea, but uh, obviously doesn't go back too far because um, uh, we'll be fortunate enough to remember the days of people like Paul Gascoigne at Rangers, but the fact that Raskin and, and Sifuentes could be possible mentioned and that kind of company um, tells you that the midfield that we can expect this season and it tells you that uh, you know we expect big things and it's you know it could be it could be a really exciting season for us in, in that area of the park Mark Lundstrom uh, Robert's got him on his team to be honest I've probably got him in mine as well tomorrow um, doesn't mean I'm going to keep it doesn't mean I'm going to keep him there all season um, but as uh, is, is Lundstrom the type of player we need to keep around um, just because he is not as forward thinking as the other players and he can support um, the defence and maybe drop back in and cover uh, at times as well. The Ryan Jack role, basically, I think Ryan Jack does it perfectly. Lundstrom's probably not as good at it, but is that, is that the kind of player we need to keep around? Well, no, if you've got Ryan Jack. Um, if you've got Ryan Jack that's fat, then no. Um, for me, if Ryan Jack's fat, Ryan Jack is anchor in that midfield for tomorrow. Um, I would do Cantwell to the right. I would do um, Raskin, sorry, can't move to the left, Raskin to the right, or vice versa. I would play a diamond. I would play Lammers at the top of the diamond. And I would play Danilo and Dessers up front. Um, that would be, and, and I've got a funny feeling there's going to be something similar to that in some sort of a way, shape, or form tomorrow. I think we'll play two up front. I think that um, I think that uh, Danilo and Dessers will play and Lammers. So for me, I'm picking a team. And I'm picking a team, my team, rather than what I think uh, Beal's going to play. I would have Raskin at the base of that diamond. I would have Sifuentes on the left or the right, and I would have Cantwell. So my middle three would be would be um, Raskin, Sifuentes, and and uh, Cantwell with Dessers as a ten, and then I would be playing Danilo and Dessers up front. So for me, your 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 midfield three or four. Is what swaps and changes. I think Dessers and Danilo play up front all the time together, um, in in a certain shape or form. But you look at uh, Lammers, Lammers goes and joins them, makes that a three, but also falls back as we've seen. He likes to get stuck in. He likes to tackle. He likes to track back. Great work rate for the boy as well. So when you've not got to bother, that makes it a four in midfield. But I think that's similar kind of a shape. I mean, obviously it's going to be a lot fluid, a lot more fluid. But I think rather than us playing 3-3, three, three, I think that's a kind of shape form that we'll be looking at. And I think that that's probably what's in Beal's head. I think we play with two up front now. I think that whether it's a wide two or whether it's a two proper two or whether it's a one with one dropping off, I, I dare say, but I think we play with a two up front now. I think that's the way Beal's... He's, he's done it in different shapes and forms, even at the end of last season as well. He kind of done it with Sakala for a bits and stuff. But I think that this is what he's looking at. I think that's the kind of... We will play with two up front. And I think it's just your, your mid three or your diamond four, as the case may be. That may be change. But I think you will always have two up front. I think that's why he's brought so many forward-thinking players in, because we are going to play with two up front. Mark, I didn't know you were so technically minded. Tactically minded, that's quite impressive. Surprise myself sometimes. You, you've been you've, you've had a bit of time, downtime this weekend. You've been studying. It's always been there. It's always been there. Being on the football manager again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, folks, prediction time for the first time this season in a competitive match. Predictions, Robert, I'm coming to you. Score, who's going to be the first goal scorer? Because we're going to score more than one goal, so who's going to be the first goal scorer? Uh, right, well, for, just go first goal scorer, I don't know, no final score. First goal scorer, score, any predictions for the morning? Any of the goals? Uh, I'm, going going to to go, off? I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers, um, and I'll take Sam Lammers for the first goal. You know, it's, it's, it's probably a, quite a sensible prediction to, to say that we're going to concede a goal because I think before what we've seen based on pre-season, um, we're quite ropey at the back. Um, so, yeah, the chances are us conceding a goal tomorrow. Um, it's pretty high, particularly the first game of the season. Like I say, it's a bit unpredictable. It's a bit, um, you know, it's, it's people are still settling in. So chances are we, you know, really high chance we could concede a goal. Maybe a bet on both teams to score is going to be the way to go forward for me the morning. Um, I'll decide that at the time. CGM saying Cantwell 7 0 Rangers, uh, Hugo Bear 4 0 and Lammers, Daniello to open it, Daniello, sorry, to open his account. Uh, there's Ian Ross, Tav, penalty, 4 14-1, Hattrick, well, uh, I think we're getting a wee bit carried away now. Lewis, what about you? Predictions for tomorrow. How's it going to look for us? Who's going to stand out? Who's going to be the standout player? And who's going to get the goals that gets us our first victory of the season? Right, before I make a prediction, I would just like to, to point out that I am only 22 years of age. So I was not lucky enough to see the likes of Barry Ferguson on a regular basis. It went from Ian Black to Nicholas Raskin for me. So you would... You would like give me the, the a bit of notice that that might be the best I've ever seen. So I'd appreciate the lack of slaggings in the comments. But anyway, about the prediction, I, absolutely uh, not. You're still going to get it. I know, I know. So <laughs> it happens when you're plastered on YouTube. But anyway, so on to the prediction, uh, I get slaughtered again for being too negative on here. Um, I, I would call it realistic, but that's either or. So I'm going to go for three nil Rangers and Todd Cantwell to be first goal scorer. Todd Cantwell, yeah, I think a lot of people saying Cantwell. Um, personally, I think Cantwell is going to have a big, big season for us. Um, he's, you know, I expect him to be one of our, uh, one of the players we're talking about at the end of the season that's really produced for us and you know got us over the line early doors and the, the league title race and. Uh, in the cups and in Europe as well, so um, I, I, I'm no surprised to see his name coming up so much. Mark, don't disappoint me. How many goals are Rangers going to score? I'm going to, I'm going to go three-one. Um, and Danilo first goal scorer. I think I've just got a feeling that Danilo is the only one that's been scoring goals pre-season. All right, no for us, but he's been scoring goals, so. I'll go for a young Brazilian lad scoring goals. Mark, can he beat Mark, it? Is that is that a concern? What you've just said there, like none of her strikers have been scoring goals. In no, no, that, that doesn't that doesn't concern me. I think that <clears throat> pre-season, if you look at the likes of Dessers, Dessers um, was injured at the end of the season, so behind in fitness, I think he will come good. I think that it's just a matter of time. Um, Lammers scored a couple. Um, and Danilo's just in the door, really. So I, I don't I don't see it being a big issue. Like I said, I think I think that it'll get to a stage with us. Once we start firing on all cylinders, I think that if we score one, we'll score a barrel load. Um I think maybe that's two or three games into the season. But I think if we can get an early goal tomorrow, I think we'll score two or three. Alan, what's your prediction? You don't get away with it. <laughs> No, I, I'm probably going to say 3-1 as well. I think we're going to get a few goals, um, but I do think we'll concede. Uh, and I'm going to play it nice and safe and say the first goal of the season is going to be from the penalty spot. It's going to be James Tavern near the captain. Just an interesting one came up there. Somebody um, made the comment of Kamar Roof getting a goal in the morning. Does Kamar Roof play in the morning? Is that why he's known the European squad? Because he's going to play these league games uh, and help Michael Beale rotate a little bit. Do, do we risk him on that park? Is it worth no, it? No, you've just took You've just you've just some said that you do not risk him on that part. He came on at Livingston and was on for about fifteen minutes, looked brilliant, and then it ended up out for about the next four or five weeks. So you can't play him on that part. To jump on Mark, he's you know tactical genius. I don't think you can play Ryan Jart in that park either. Hence why I picked Lundstrom. I just I, I just think you can he risk players on that surface. Um, either way, from what we've said, we're all in you know agreement. There's going to be three points up the road, so I'm delighted by that. Let, let know, me come back there. 
we can afford to play Ryan Jack because we've got that many midfielders that it doesn't really matter if he gets injured. I think uh, if, you, if you apply Robert's logic to uh, Kamar yeah. Roof, came on, looked brilliant against Livingston on that park and then got injured, you'd never have him playing on any surface because he's done exactly the same against Aberdeen at Hamden. Came on, looked brilliant, and whenever saw him for weeks and weeks and weeks after it, so maybe Kamar Roof should just wrap it and call it a day. Folks, thank you for joining us tonight. Remember and hit like, hit subscribe, get your comments, keep your comments coming in after we've went off there. Um, head over to Patreon as well and get all your Rangers Rabble content. Um, thank you so much for your ongoing support uh, it's really fantastic, we wouldn't be here without you we love doing this and we're, we're pleased that, that so many want to join us on a regular basis, so thanks very much hope you all have a great night, a brilliant weekend Robert, Lewis, Mark, thank you for joining me, here's to three points tomorrow morning up the road goals as well goals as well, thanks very much folks catch us tomorrow, we've got our build up we've got our match reaction, There's plenty of Rangers Rabble content coming your way over the next couple of days as well have a nice weekend, and here we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.